You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. December 3rd, a Thursday. Welcome in another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast and Network, your team every day. Matt Derry with you on a crossover Thursday. Lions in Chicago to face the Bears. That means we will talk to the host of Locked On Bears, Lauren Cox, coming up in our crossover edition and segment. What's up with Chicago? Five and six. They've lost five in a row. They're a dumpster fire. Lions, of course, have dropped their last two and have just fired their general manager and coach. This should be a doozy this coming Sunday. Thursday, December 3rd, and to Friday, December 4th. On the Locked On Podcast Network, it's Locked On Lions, brought to you by Pepsi, made for football watching. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, and that is the League of Football Watchers. The football season, it's different, right? So Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Sunday, Lions, Bears, get your Pepsi products and get ready for the game. It's a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. On the show today, I'll give you a little prediction. Uh, DeAndre Swift is not feeling well. And Adrian Peterson kind of gave us an inside look as to what is going on with Swift as he's battling a brain injury at the moment. We'll update the injury report a little bit, let you know about Swift and Kenny Galladay and and why I think this is trouble on Sunday. But I also think the Lions are going to compete very, very hard. All of that today on Locked on Lions for this Thursday. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks. That's D-E-R-Y Speaks at Locked on Lions. And also go to the Matt Derry Facebook fan page uh, where we also post the podcast and your comments are um, always welcome uh, that is for sure. So the Bears last week lost to the Packers 41-25. to And one thing that we saw last weekend was they couldn't stop the run. Uh, Aaron Jones ran for 90 yards on 5.3 yards a carry. Jamal Williams ran for 73 yards on 17 carries on 4.3 yards a carry. Uh, Packers put up 182 yards of rushing offense in their 41-25 to win. And Aaron Rodgers had a passer rating of... 132.3 with four touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. So the Bears' defense, which is usually pretty solid and pretty stout, uh, got lit up last weekend. And, you know, so there's that for the Lions. But again, Kenny Galladay didn't practice today due to his hip injury. He's not going to play this weekend. DeAndre Swift also didn't practice this weekend. And what is sort of certainly upsetting to say the least is that Swift suffered a brain injury and no one knows when this happened it didn't happen in an actual game but DeAndre Swift is on pace now to miss um, his third consecutive game he didn't play against Carolina didn't play against Houston and is likely not going to play against the Bears he tried to practice yesterday and couldn't practice today not a good sign Really, when you talk about these brain injuries, we don't we, we haven't really talked about it enough because we've spent so much time on this whole COVID situation. But players still get concussions. It's still a very dangerous sport. And Adrian Peterson talked to the media today, and he's been great with the press. He's been awesome. And Adrian Peterson was asked about 
how's DeAndre Swift doing? And he said, quote, to kind of see DeAndre not being himself, that energy level when you see him not being the same because of what he's dealing with, it hurts because I want to see him be successful. We miss him out there as well. So I just try to motivate him and tell him that things will get better. I encourage him to be smart because obviously after missing two games and you're still dealing with some things, it makes you put things into perspective and realize what's most important. That's making sure you are completely healthy and you're good. Make him understand that, hey, you're young. When you are ready, we'll be ready for you to come out there and get back to doing what you're doing. But no one knows you like you. Just remember that you go off of that. For me, of course, we would love to have him out there doing his thing. But even more importantly than football is his health, well-being, or his well-being and his health, end quote. What a stand-up guy, uh, uh, Adrian Peterson, looking out for the rookie, DeAndre Swift, who quite honestly took his starting job. But Smith or Swift hasn't been himself. There's Adrian Peterson kind of telling him, hey, look, take care of yourself. And I would doubt that they would rush him back to being out there on Sunday um, against the Bears, which really hinders, of course, the Lions' chances to win. Because you look at what Green Bay brings to the table and how their defense is, is nothing. Or excuse me, Chicago's defense is, is not a top-10 defense. It's not a defense that I think has been up to snuff this season like you think they, they would be. And you talk about some of the guys that the Bears have, uh, whether it's Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Roquan, or Roquan Smith. You know, over the last few weeks, um, you know, they gave up 41 to Green Bay. They gave up uh, 19 to the Vikings and played okay. 24 to Tennessee, 26 to New Orleans, 24 to the Rams, 23 to Carolina. Um, this is this is a defense that has the capability of shutting people down, and it's a better defense than the Lions have. But man, oh man, you take DeAndre Swift out of the mix for the Lions, and it's going to be a long day, I think. And I know Daryl Bevel is, is now the head coach, and there's talk that they're going to up-tempo a little bit and speed things up. And I do think that on Sunday, the Lions are going to give very good effort. I think they're going to try to get Daryl Bevel as an interim coach who's waited his, t- his turn, I guess. He's been an assistant a while in the league. This opportunity, they want to get him a win. I think the Lions are going to play very hard. I, don't, I think there's going to be good energy on the field. But just like in Week 1, I think the Lions are, are going to have issues stopping Allen Robinson. I think they're going to have issues stopping Darnell Mooney. I think they're going to have issues stopping uh, uh, David Montgomery out of the backfield as a receiver who was targeted six times last week. Anthony Miller, who always seems to have big games against Detroit. Allen Robinson's a stud. Had two touchdowns last week. The Lions secondary just is very banged up. Trufant's on IR. Okuda's not healthy. Mike Ford, concussion, you're not sure. So I think the effort's going to be there. I think the guys are going to play hard. I just don't see them winning the football game. They haven't beaten the Bears in three years. What makes you think they're going to beat them this weekend? And Chicago's at home and desperate for a win. Desperate for a win. We'll talk about it next with Lauren Cox, the host of Locked on Bears. But first, how about Built Go? All right? Makes you the best you at whatever you do. Built Go is this awesome gel that is like an energy drink, but it's a gel and it's better. And with Built Go, what it does for you, it's the solution to break through your wall. All right? What is your wall? Maybe every day at 2 o'clock, 
you're cooked, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock at work, or you need that energy boost, you need that break, All right, whether it's a mental or physical wall, you break through it, with Built Go every day. Easy to take. It's these one-and-a-half-ounce packages. You can put it in your back pocket. You can put it in your briefcase, whatever. Golf bag. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. But it's great for the people that aren't even working out but just need an energy boost. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate milk, uh, mint. How does Built Go work so well? Well, it combines energy gel with this collagen protein. Easy to take. It's got B3, honey, a little bit kick of caffeine. It's awesome. Go to the website, BuiltGo.com, and use the promo code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. BuiltGo, let's go. All right, welcome into this crossover Thursday, Locked On Bears, Locked On Lions Lauren Cox here breaking down the Chicago Bears with Matt Deary breaking down the Detroit Lions. And Matt, I think we should start with what's been a, a really big week for you. We're going on pretty much exactly seven days from the loss to the or the loss on Thanksgiving. Matt Patricia out of the building. I know it's sort of years in the making, but if you sort of had to sum up the reason why he's been fired, I mean, is it just the the lack of defensive adjustment like we keep hearing over and over again, or does this kind of run deeper? You know, Lauren, it's great to be with you. It's been a rough, rough two and a half you know, years, and there's not been enough winning. Bottom line is whether the defense is bad, the offense is bad, whatever it is, Matt Patricia did not get the job done. 13-29-1. I think there was a sentiment going around, especially after the Thanksgiving Day game last week against Houston where they got embarrassed that it was it, it's time for a change. There's no way he can survive this one. What I think was surprising in Detroit is that Bob Quinn, his boss and general manager, got let go too. Bob's very close with team president Rod Wood, who's not a football guy, by the way. And I thought Bob had a chance of staying, even though he didn't do a good job either. I mean, in five years under Bob Quinn, haven't won a division, haven't won a championship, haven't hosted a playoff game, haven't won a playoff game. He fired Jim Caldwell, who's the winningest coach that the Lions have had. Not that Jim Caldwell is any savior, but he fired him at 9-7, and seven, to bring in his buddy, and his buddy, you know, was horrible, including a three-win team last year. So it was time to clean house. And now the big question is, what will Sheila Ford Hamp and Rod Wood do about the future? How are they going to handle this? They don't have a lot of answers right now. Uh, even asked about Matthew Stafford's future, Sheila, the new owner, said, that'll be up to the next head coach. Well, what, what do you mean? <laughs> if the next general manager wants to draft a quarterback and start this thing over, is he have to wait to hire a coach and then the coach decides? Like, that should have been the owner's call this past spring to draft Tua or Justin Herbert and start this thing up quicker. Instead, now they're a year behind. And you got Stafford entering year 13 next year. Does he want to be on a rebuild again? I don't know. Yeah, I can see where we could do this whole podcast just like what's going to be next for the Detroit Lions because there's a, a thousand questions and not a lot of answers there. But uh, let's let's focus a little bit in on, on this Bears-Lions matchup. What are you expecting in terms of the team's response? It seems like Daryl Bevel, the interim head coach, is a, a well-liked offensive coordinator in that group, and he's had some success and, and seems to be kind of stepping in that role. Are you expecting the, the sort of you know traditional – rally around your new coach, come out and play with a different fire? Or do you think there's a certain level of maybe not giving up, but hopelessness about the rest of this Lions season? You know, I said this uh, before you came on here. I think the Lions are going to play extremely hard. I think they're going to have fun. 
And I think they like Daryl Bevel. And I think they're welcoming a, a nicer guy at the helm and not Patricia. With that being said, there were plenty of Patricia guys left on the roster, guys that came over from New England that did like him, and he was more likable the last couple of years uh, as opposed to 2018 where he, he was a drill sergeant and he was an a-hole. So I, I do think they'll play hard and it'll be more fun and they'll open up the offense a little bit more. They'll be less conservative. But no, do I think they're going to win the football game? I don't. They just don't have enough talent. And there's not enough around Matthew Stafford. And if Kenny Galladay sits out again with his hip injury, I, I don't see them winning a road game. And, and you know, Mitch Trubisky, we, we can get into it. He's owned the Lions the last four games, which makes no sense. So I still think the deck is stacked against them, even though I think the team will play a little bit looser. And let's not forget, uh, in week one, Mitch did not own the Lions until the fourth quarter. So I think there's always hope for the Lions fans. <laughs> What's going on with the Bears in this season? But you said that they might open it up a little bit more, might be a little bit less conservative now that Patricia is out of the job. Uh, what what might that look like? What should Bears fans expect to see that might be a little bit different? Well, Taylor Decker alluded to it on Wednesday. The Lions left tackle in, in one of the, t- the team captains that Daryl Bevel's already told them, hey, we're going we're gonna to go up-tempo a little bit more. We're going to speed it up a little bit. I think Patricia, knowing how bad his defense was, wanted to go to ground and pound and hold on to the football. And I think, you know, maybe Daryl Bevel gets an opportunity here to showcase himself to be the head coach, which I don't think is going to happen. But, you know, he said publicly, Rod Wood told him, this is a bit of a showcase. You know, this is an audition for you. I don't know if that's just lip service or what. I don't think Daryl Bevel deserves to be an interim co- to be the head coach next year. But maybe just maybe he's got a few things up his sleeve. Why not? You're four and seven. You're not going anywhere. You might as well show a few things off. And I think they'll go a little bit more up tempo. I think you'll see more of like a Jamal Agnew in motion. Maybe some 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 uh, you know uh, some end arounds to him. Get him involved. Uh, you know, to me, if Don, DeAndre Swift is healthy, he should be touching the football a lot. And he's coming back from a concussion, and I think he'll play. So. Yeah, I think that's what you'll see from the offense is, is a little bit more spread out, a little bit more tempo as opposed to, you know, second and, you know, first and 10, and you're running a dive play with Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Just like it's 2010. Uh, so what about what about on the other side of the ball? You know, with Matt Patricia's defense kind of being one of the big things that brought him down, I know it has this reputation for running a lot of man coverage, and I think that's what has led to Trubisky's success against them because he doesn't have to think as much and read as much. He just can kind of assume a lot of times it's going to be man coverage. Defensive coordinator Corey Unlin only been there just this one season and spent a lot of time with the Eagles and other teams in the past. Is a week enough time to have this defense change much at all? Or, I mean, with Unlin, or hasn't Unlin been doing some of the play calling already? I mean, what are you expecting, I guess, from that side of the ball with Patricia out? I don't expect anything to change. Uh, Corey Unlin made a, a point the other day to say you can't just change the scheme 11 weeks into the season. Uh, they don't have the horses. You know, if you're all of a sudden going to become some aggressive blitzing team, well, uh, you know, Jared Davis, who's a lousy middle linebacker, but he's a decent blitzer, yeah, maybe you'll see a little bit more pressure. But the only reason you're going to see more pressure is because guys like Trey Flowers are out, Danny Shelton's out, Deshaun Hand uh, mispractice on Wednesday. The Lions don't have enough bodies. And now with Desmond Trufant going on IR, Jeffrey Okuda, their first-round pick, struggling and banged up, you know they're, they're down to like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh cornerback. So maybe they have to bring pressure just in order to survive on the back end. Um, but I don't expect anything major to change. It's, it's too late in the game to be doing that. And again, they don't have the material. 
Uh, Bob Quinn left the cupboard bare, especially on defense. Jamie Collins has been okay as a free agent pickup, but there's not enough material back there, and that's why I think guys like Allen Robinson and, and them will have big weeks this week. Yeah, there's nothing quite like the Bears matching up with the Lions for Bears fans to maybe start to feel a little bit better about a team that's lost five games in a row. But we'll we'll go much more into uh, this Bears struggle and what we can expect against the Lions up next on this crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Bears and Locked On Lions. Our Matt Terry back with Lauren Cox, Locked On Lions, Locked On Bears, a Thursday crossover. Chicago five and six. The Lions coming in at four and seven with. New interim coach, Daryl Bevel. And uh, all right, here we go. Mitch Trubisky, uh, Lauren, uh, 0-2 against Jim Caldwell. Matt Patricia gets the job with the Lions. And Trubisky wins four four games, all against the Lions and Patricia. Pass a rating of over 120, uh, lighting up Detroit. Uh, how did he look last week? And, and, and what's going on in Chicago, too, with the five-game losing streak? Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on and not a lot of answers as to what is going on. Mitch making his return last week, in some part because Nick Foles was hurt, although it's not 100% clear exactly whether or not Mitch would have been starting even if Nick Foles was healthy. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, and, and Nagy still called Trubisky the starter and is ready to kind of roll with that again. So it, apparently in his eyes, it was good enough to not have to make another game-time decision there. For me, it was very much the same Mitch Trubisky that we saw week one against the Lions and, and you know him being benched for six, seven, eight weeks in the middle there and actually having a shoulder injury during that time hasn't seemed to change quite a bit. I mean, it's just sort of the same guy. He's going to make some of those head-scratching decisions and he's going to scramble a few times. He's going to make some throws that are nice, but never enough to make you feel like you have a solid starting quarterback. So uh, for this Bears offense, the issues, it's kind of been this weird back and forth, right? So early in the season, it was like, Everything seemed to be clicking, but the quarterback play wasn't good enough. So they made the change, switched to Nick Foles. And at the same time as switching to Nick Foles, they started to have offensive line injuries. There was some adjustment period with Foles getting used to the offense and to his receivers. And all of a sudden, the running game disappears, the pass protection disappears, and Foles' play completely falls off the cliff. And so, you know, they go back to Trubisky open for better quarterback play. And all of a sudden, back with Trubisky last week against the Packers, the offensive line found its best combination, the running game was working again, and the quarterback play was once again not good enough. So they've done this swing back and forth to kind of feel like the exact same place they were in week one. Yeah, I, I caught a little bit of the game the other night, uh, and you guys get blown out by the Packers. You know, Green Bay comes down and scores with ease. Here come the Bears right away. They get a big run from David Montgomery, like 60, 70 yards or something, and <laughs> they like never touch the ball again. Like, the play calling in Matt Nagy. I just don't get it. I, I haven't understood it for the last two years. Yeah, Bears fans haven't either. And in the Packers game and then the Vikings game before their bye week, they switched to offensive coordinator Bill Lazor actually physically calling the plays. And it hasn't made any difference whatsoever. I mean, a lot of this feels like it's even just game plan and preparation based where they'll have runs where it's a seven-man box and there's six defenders. And even if everybody on your offensive line blocks it perfectly, there's always going to be an unblocked linebacker there to tackle David Montgomery. Like they're just not scheming things up properly and adjusting to what defenses are doing to try and stop them in the running game. And certainly abandoning it has been an issue all along the way. The offensive line was a big problem with that for most of the season. But last week against the Packers felt like a little bit of a turning point for this O-line. And at the bye week, Matt Nagy said, we want to focus on establishing the run. And so against the Packers, they got that 57-yard run, and Matt Nagy kind of you know brushed his hands together and said, all right, run established, let's go pass. 
Interesting. And look, you know, Bill Lazor, I, I know they like there, and I know Nagy's been under fire. What about the defense? That That's a talented group. I love Roquan. I, you know, what, what can you say about Eddie Jackson? There, there's good football players. Khalil Mack on that defense yet. Uh, there's been some there's been some games where they've just gotten torched this year. What's been the issue there? Yeah, they've been okay for the most part, but Green Bay was far and away the worst game they've played up to this point. Akeem Hicks was injured and missed that game. We've seen Khalil Mack be a little bit banged up. They both neither one of them practice on Wednesday, and it's those could kind of be TBD as they go. But you know, I guess the Packers they completely failed to get a pass rush. Khalil Mack even a part of that, but. You know, slowly but truly, they've lost more and more guys up front. You know, Robert Quinn, their big free agent signing from the offseason, has been a complete bust. I think he still only has one sack on the season, and just the pressures have not been there either. He's He was signed to be a pass rush upgrade over Leonard Floyd, and uh, Leonard Floyd has quite a few more sacks than him with the Los Angeles Rams right now. And it, they just haven't been able to get quite that same ferocity up front. You know, in the games when they have been solid, it's when a lot of the other guys, you know, the, the lesser-known on the defensive line rotation, Mario Edwards, Jr., Brent Urban, some of these guys coming off the bench, making some big plays up front. And th- that's gotten them by quite a bit. But when it doesn't show up against Green Bay, it-, it becomes a real problem. And then there were some effort issues, some tackling issues, some penalty issues. And they just got flat out out coached against Matt LaFleur. It was a little bit of an uncharacteristic performance. And I think a lot of Bears fans are expecting a, a solid bounce back against the Lions. Lauren Cox locked on Bears, Matt Derry locked on Lions. Uh, could there be, you know, obviously Detroit now has this vacancy for GM and coach. Could that happen in Chicago? Could, could the McCaskies uh, say goodbye to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy after this season? You know, much like you said with the, the loss of the Texans for the Lions kind of being that big national embarrassment that did Matt Patricia in, it felt like that Bears loss to the Packers could be ultimately it. Like the Bears were not going to fire Matt Nagy mid-season at five and six, but it, it, if if he gets fired at the end of the season, that's the game we'll look back to and say, oh yeah, that was when his fate was sealed. Now the last few games of this Bears schedule are a little bit more favorable in terms of you know they got the Lions, they've got the Texans, they've got the Vikings again, they got the Jaguars, and then the Packers to wrap up the season. Packers may already have a playoff spot secured and so like there's a chance to win a few more games here and come a little bit closer to 500 than they're currently trending but there's this feeling like the bears still do not have any answers offensively even straight off of the bye week they haven't been able to identify and properly fix the issues that they have on that side of the ball and you know the general manager really hitched his wagon to mitch trubisky and then that they pretty well admitted failure on that then they collectively hitched their wagon to nick Foles and kind of went all in on winning in 2020 and when you go all in on winning and you end up at five and six right now and potentially at or below 500 at the end of the season, it feels like there's some real frustration that's boiling up to ownership. And we'll see what their appetite is for uh, some instability this offseason. All right, Lauren, what do you think? Uh, is this it for the Bears? Are they finally going to get uh, off the schneid here, win their first game in six weeks? And obviously they've dropped five in a row. I, like I said before, I, I don't see the Lions winning this football game. I just don't. Not that the Bears are some great shakes, but um do you think the bears get well this week i have some legitimate fears that the lions are going to win this game and and, you know if if i'm betting my own money on it i probably wouldn't but i I guess don't be shocked 
if the Lions do win this game. That's that. I just feel like there's always something when it's the first game with the new head coach and it's, you know, Daryl Bevel being able to take the reins off a little bit, and especially with how poorly this Bears defense played last week. You know, there's some predictable aspects of what they do. They're always in man coverage on third down. And maybe just a slight glimpse of familiarity with Matt Patricia and the man coverage thing being exploited over and over again. So, like, I'm expecting Mitch Trubisky and the Bears offense to have its best game in a while against Detroit, but... I still feel like this could be one that's a lot closer than some people might think it'll be. But I guess I'll, I'll say the Bears get the win <laughs> and the streak, but they don't feel great about it. Locked on Bears, locked on Lions Thursday crossover. Lauren, as always, uh, was fun. <laughs> it seems like every year when we do this second one, we're always talking about these two teams in a in a rough spot. So it's a, it's a familiar feeling and hopefully a, a time of optimism for your franchise and soon a time of optimism for mine. No question about it. There you go, folks. It's the Locked On Thursday edition crossover.